Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm today's host, Coleman Hodges. And joining us, we have got Stanford Cardinal. She just finished up her sophomore season. She's a world champion. She's an NCAA All-American. We are sitting down with Tori Husk. Tori, how's it going? Good. How are you? Uh, I've, I, I have heard that you've got quite a busy order, uh, going on right now. Um, how, how are you, thank you for making the time. First of all, how do you feel like you've been able to manage your schedule this quarter with, uh, the pretty intense course load that you're currently enrolled in? Yeah. Um, I'm taking a lot more than I intended to. I kind of just like signed up for these classes and I was like, Oh, like, these are all classes that, like, I have to take pretty much at some time. I'll just take them now. And then it turned out to be, like, a lot more than I was anticipating. Um, but it's good. I feel like it was a little bit of an adjustment the first, like, around, like, week five. of um, We're in the quarter system, so each quarter is, like, ten weeks. And I think we're in week eight right now, or we just finished week eight. Um, so around the middle of the quarter, it got really tough, but I feel like I've adjusted now and it's not as bad. I was really overwhelmed <laughs> in the middle of it, especially since the first three weeks, um, were kind of chill. And then it just hit me like a truck all of a sudden, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like just like with any situation, you kind of just adjust and like you learn to manage your time better and like you figure out when to go to like office hours and when to do your PSET and when to do your projects. So I don't know. I mean, I kind of just went along with it until I finally figured out a better rhythm. First of all, what's a P set? Oh, um, problem set. It's like our homework sets for all the like STEM classes. You have like P sets. Okay. Uh, second of all, <laughs> what are you, what are you majoring in or, or what, what, what classes are you required to take for whatever it is you're, you're doing your course of study? Mm -hmm. So we're actually required to um, choose our major at the end of sophomore year. So I'm like going through the, the declaration um, process right now. And I was thinking about doing design and it's like a mix of engineering. And I wanted to choose like either the sustainability track or the oceans track. And it kind of is like the bridge between those things. And you just kind of like problem solve and like do all those things for that. It used to be product design and it used to be like, through the engineering school, but they've just like, they came up with like the design school. So now they have like a whole school dedicated to that. So um, now it's called that, but it's like the exact same thing as before. But like right now, like I'm taking like engineering and like um, my like ME 102 class, which is a lot of like, um, it's like mechanical engineering 102, but it's like a lot of like prototyping and like projects and like problem solving and stuff like that. So it's like, it's pretty fun. Nice. And then finally, what caused, I guess, the things to ramp up in the middle of the quarter? I mean, why, why were the first few weeks kind of okay? And then all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, then it got busy. I would have, I would have expected, you know, yeah. just the, the beginning to be more busy. No, usually the beginning is like, they kind of like, you're just like learning the content and you don't have like, 
like exams are usually around week like three and six if you have like two midterms for the class which is what I did um in engineering and then also like you start to get like all, all your projects especially for like ME 102 we were like building a bunch of things so um it was just like a lot of assignments that like were more time consuming than I thought and like the first three weeks they usually make it less intense and I think it's so that they don't want to like overwhelm students but then <laughs> I feel like it's sometimes misleading because it's like not a real representation of how the class goes but it's fine now so <laughs> nice I right they don't want to overwhelm them the first few weeks but then they do on week four or five <laughs> um yeah. interesting okay cool well I, I'm glad that you've you've found your rhythm throughout this quarter. I hope it continues to go well. I think you've got a couple more weeks. Um, and then what's what is what does your summer look like after you're done with this quarter? Um, and especially going into next year. Um, can you walk us through kind of your decision to uh, to to take an Olympic redshirt next year and what that's going to look like for you academically as well as athletically? Um, so afterwards, like, there's, like, champ trials, as you know, so we have, like, a week, basically, after, like, finals, and then it's champ trials, so there's not, like, a lot of turnaround in between that, but I feel like it's just, like, really prioritizing, like, my recovery now, and just, like, focusing on that stuff, and then hopefully, like, champ trials will go well. I mean, training-wise, I just kind of leave it up to Greg, for the most part, like, I have a lot of faith in like Greg and Tracy that they'll like get me to where I need to be and I kind of just do the sets that they like put on the board um this quarter has been really different training wise though from like what we did in the past because we started doing circuit Tuesday and Thursday morning and this is this used to we used to have that time off to like sleep in but this is basically just another dry land session and I don't know if you know like the Versa machine do you know what that is this thing right yeah 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 so we've been doing a lot of that like I think there was one time where we were I can't remember if we went up to four minutes or just three minutes on the Versa at a time which is like a long time for Versa <laughs> I feel like <laughs> normally it's like 30 seconds max but um so I feel like it's been really good for our endurance but um, right now, I feel like we're all kind of like beaten down. But like once we like taper, I feel like we're going to get all that energy back and it's going to be really good for us. But that's something new that we did this quarter. And then we're also just doing um, more dry land also in the morning with these like sets. But um, it's been good, but it's been really tiring. <laughs> yeah. OK, so that sounds pretty intense. So <laughs> I've never yeah. done the Versa Climber. <laughs> Cause I'm, you know, kind of, I'm a wimp and I've never uh, wanted to push myself that hard physically. Um, so, but it sounds like, you know, you, you've got your summer mapped out, as you said, to a, <laughs> a week turnaround from finals to trials also seems intense, which I think Stanford student athletes are used to that because don't you take finals during NCAAs most of the time, or like you're prepping for finals yeah. during NCs. Yeah. I, can't remember I don't think I had a final this NCs or if I did I think I took it like the day before or something like that so I wouldn't have to worry about it like I feel like I'm someone who like I need my nap in 
between prelims and finals and like I cannot function without it so like at the tier pro series just now like I had a lot of us had a final on Thursday and I think that was the first day of the meet Thursday Friday Saturday yeah and I decided to take it after finals because I I'm gonna if I'm losing sleep either way like whether it be my nap or like at night I would rather get my nap in the middle of the day and be like really fresh for finals but I feel like that is an adjustment for sure but also I think that in the summer when you don't have to worry about school it's just like there's like such a difference that is made because you're so used to having to like do all this work so it just makes it easier in the long run and I think that's also like why at tier pro series and um like smaller meets like that I mean it's a big meet but it's not like worlds I I feel like it's really good to have a really high workload uh, just as far as events so that you get used to racing a lot and that so it's easier in the future so I think that even though it's hard right now I mean it's not really hurting me if anything it's helping me and just it's it's making me better prepared for the future yeah that I mean it sounds like some serious cash in the bank but it's it seems hard in the moment um I can't I can't imagine taking a final during NCAAs like that meet is a lot to focus on and hone in on already, but taking a final. Wow. Um, okay. So getting back on track, let's talk, you, you, you brought up the, the tier pro swim. Let's talk about that. Uh, it's, it seems like you had a pretty solid meet capped off by a pretty crazy triple. You swam hunter fly two IM 50 free back to back to back. I think it was in the span of like 20 minutes or 25 minutes. You were 56 <laughs> in the 100 fly, uh, 211 8 in the 200 IM. You won both. And then in the 50 free, <laughs> you're 25 5. <laughs> you were seventh in that one. It seems like you were hurting a little by the end of that one. Can you take us through those three events specifically and how you felt like each of them went? Yeah. Um, I feel like it took me a little bit of time to kind of get in my rhythm and my groove in that meet. And I think that like shows that like my last day was my best day. But I also think that, well, one, it was because I, that was our first long course meet back. So it was kind of just an adjustment getting like practicing long course versus racing long course. Like, I think they're like kind of different and you just have to get back and also to like the racing mentality, which is like very big for me. And I feel like also the hundred fly helped me do that just because it's my favorite event. It's the event I think I like care most about and I just get the most excited to swim that. So I think that the last day I was really able to kind of dial in and like center myself. And I think that really showed in my events, but um, <laughs> I knew it would be a tough triple, but I also know like at worlds like last year, I don't remember how many events I swam, but I was swimming I'm pretty sure I might have swam triples then too so this is just like preparing me for that then and also at short course worlds in Australia in the winter I was also swimming triples both Claire and I especially Claire we were swimming so many events so anytime it kind of gets difficult I just tell myself at least it's not as bad as short course worlds because that meet was rough as far as events and we were also getting drug tested and we were having like and we were getting back at like 12 and then we'd have to get up in the morning um for that meet so honestly in comparison to that 
it wasn't that bad, but it was still very difficult. I mean, you can tell in my 53, I was definitely hurting, but I think it was fun. It was a good experience. Nice. I, I have to imagine short course worlds along with <laughs> the time, the massive time change of going to Australia that it sounded intense. I remember we were able to get interviews with USA swimming athletes. And so USA swimming would provide athletes for me to interview every night. And like, I kept being like, okay, Tori Husk, like, you know, is, is on my list of, of people I'd like to interview because you kept swimming every night and kept winning medals every night. And then they'd be like, no, she's doing too many events tonight. We'll wait till tomorrow. And that happened like three or four times. And then finally, like we spoke on day, like five or six of the meet because you were finally in a place yeah. where you're like, all right, you can spare five minutes because you don't have to like go into extreme recovery mode after a double and or triple. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's, it's, it's intense. Um, so the, this was your first long course meet of the season. Do you have any more racing planned before trials in Indy? I don't believe so. So I think that that aspect is a little bit scary because I think that last year we had like the Speedo Grand Challenge and then a lot of other random local meets that we went to. Um, but also like I really trust our training right now and I feel like we're working more than we ever have here at Stanford so we're definitely putting in the work so that's comforting and like I said I have a lot of faith in my coaches so I'm I kind of just like I'm, I know that they know what's best for me so do you do you have any insight as to do you think they just wanted to prioritize training over racing or was there do you know if there was a specific reason why they chose to race less than maybe you had up to this point in the season last year? Mm -hmm. I think it's just partially like the timing of it. Um, yeah, I think it's mostly just the timing and like every year is a little bit different. And with like my quarter right now it would be really difficult to kind of travel more. And even on the weekends, like I have a lot of work to do and stuff like that. And I mean, it doesn't all like, they're not like building it around me, but like, I don't know. I feel like every quarter is different and it just kind of goes with whatever is like available and the opportunities that are there at the moment. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, so you've got world trials coming up. Um, and then, sorry, I mentioned this earlier, but, uh, Olympic red shirt, you made that decision. I, can you take me through that decision? Um, when you started thinking about that, about it, when you finally decided, okay, I think this is going to be the best thing for me moving forward and what that will look like for you next year as, as far as you've planned out. Yeah. So originally, I mean, I started thinking about this probably like last year and my, the original plan was to take off spring quarter for sure. And then maybe winter and definitely um, maybe winter quarter. Um, but that was kind of undecided. And then up until like four days ago, actually, maybe even two days ago, I was going to take classes in the fall. Um, but then as I was like declaring, I realized that it doesn't really make a lot of sense with my major just because a lot of these classes you have to take in order and like you have to take this thing like this sequence like fall winter spring and then another one winter spring and I would only have one spring quarter 
if I were to take off or if I were to take classes in the fall, because I, I would take like, do you, do you know what I mean? I would, um, mm -hmm. anyways, it just worked out better with like my course load. And then I just felt like it was kind of pointless also for me to take classes in the fall because my mentality before was that I wanted to keep myself occupied because I feel like I am someone who um, likes being busy and I don't want to go insane only thinking about swimming all the time but it just it just didn't really make that much sense so I briefly mentioned it to Greg like yesterday and he was kind of like oh I think that that would be a good idea for you and I'm kind of actually excited for it because I'm going to get to try out like um, all of these like new and old hobbies that will keep me occupied and busy for the year. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm also going to be around campus and I'm going to have more time to hang out with people. So I think it's actually going to be like a really fun and good and like fresh thing for me. But this was a decision that's been in the making and it's also been like changing constantly for the past year <laughs> uh interesting what first of all what what hobbies okay so i have like a small list i'm i'm into art so i'll have more time to do um like painting and like drawing and all that stuff but i also saw on tiktok um there's like this like knitting machine and i kind of want to like buy one of those and then make shirts and things like that i used to really like baking and claire and i are going to be like living together most likely next year we haven't really like fully figured everything out yet but like we're probably gonna have a kitchen and I'm gonna have more free time so I can probably get into that maybe I could start cooking um maybe like I'll take like a ceramics class that's the other thing I haven't fully decided yet I might take like an online class still next year just to like keep me a little bit busier and to keep me um not going insane but also I really like to read so I have like a lot of different things. I'm going to make a list later, but yeah, I have a lot of things that I want to try out. That sounds really fun. And that, it also sounds really smart to have a lot of other uh, side hobbies, projects, activities to keep you busy and not just thinking about swimming all the time. I am kind of curious, you know, you're obviously very used to being busy all of the time. What ultimately... And you've also gone into an Olympic lead up before, right? And so what ultimately mm -hmm. made you decide like, okay, I, I don't think classes are the best thing, or I don't think competing for, for the NCAA team is the best thing um, leading up to an Olympics, even though it's, I mean, you, you practice it a lot in your day to day now. Um, I feel like before, I thought that it would be too close if I were to compete for the NCAAs in the winter, because that would mean I would have to take courses in the winter. And that winter quarter ends like right before spring break. And our spring break is a lot later than everyone. I don't know when that is. I can't really think of the months right now, but I just thought that it was too close to trials. So I kind of already knew that I wasn't going to be competing for the NCAA during that time. And then I was the next step was um, I kind of was just questioning why am I taking classes in the fall if I can't even compete in the winter? Like it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. So yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, it was just, 
I, I'm a really indecisive person and there was a lot of back and forth on that, but that was just the final conclusion that I came to is that um, it makes more sense for me to just take the full year off. And then also I was really concerned about, again, me going um, crazy next year, just because I, I do think that swimming is very intense and it's nice kind of to have other things to distract you from it. But I also did a very similar thing COVID year. Granted, there was nothing else really to do. So I finished classes early my senior year of high school, and I think I finished in February. And then those months leading up to trials, I pretty much just trained. And it wasn't like I was seeing a ton of people either because I was, it was COVID. And so I was mostly just doing that. And all my courses were online too. So even when I was, taking classes it was kind of similar to a gap year because they were online so I don't know I I realized that I've kind of done this before and it worked so why kind of change it totally and that was that was going to be my follow-up question is what did your last Olympic lead-up year look like and so you answered it it looked similar you kind of you kind of uh treaded in these waters before so yeah makes sense so then uh, let's let's back up a little further. You got to go to this Team USA relay camp in Austin. Uh, can you can you just tell me about your experience? We talked to Claire a week ago, I think, and she kind of gave us her experience as well um, as kind of the two Stanford reps that were there. Um, what was it like? What were the training sessions like? I, I, I was like, oh, it's going to be like fun relay starts for six hours a day or something, but apparently that was not the case so (laughs) yeah yeah so we were just told that there was going to be a relay camp and it was really fun it was nice getting to see everybody who like I haven't seen in since like champ trials or like NCAA some of them so um it was really nice getting to see everyone and I feel like that's part of the reason they did that camp is just like so that we can be with the national team because we don't get that many opportunities to do that. It's mostly just whenever we qualify for worlds and then you're with them, like the two weeks leading up to a training. So I feel like it was kind of a nice opportunity to get to see everyone again. And I thought it would be (laughs) just fun relay starts. I think that was all like our impression, but the sets were actually really difficult, especially coming off of, um, like the hard block of training that we just had. And then also travel. We went straight from the airport to the pool. Um, So it was definitely really difficult. But again, I feel like it was just another good experience, like learning, um, like having to travel and then swim fast. So, I mean, it was definitely really useful. (laughs) What uh, was there a a practice you guys had that stood out as being, challenging how many workouts uh were there actually um, like five I do not remember <laughs> I don't remember how many workouts there were I remember there was this one IM set that was pretty difficult and I remember reading it and thinking oh this looks chill but then I didn't look at the intervals and they were <laughs> really aggressive <laughs> um and then there was this other set I cannot really remember it but I remember that there was like fast fifties and then there was extra rest after one, but then the next one you would have to take no breath. Like it was like a no breath 50. 
And I was like, I never do that. So that was really difficult for me, but I was able to do it, which was good. I was, I was proud of myself for that, but it, it was just very challenging. I don't remember a lot of details about the sets. I just kind of remember the general feeling of them and how hard they were. No breath, 50 long horse. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that's yeah. <laughs> that's that's rough. Um, so then outside of uh, the the actual training, what do you feel like the highlights were or or your takeaways were from from the camp? Because I I if I recall, you know they 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 showed you some cool relay highlights and they had some speakers and you know this was not just a, a training camp but also kind of a, a culture building uh, moment yeah, for yeah. the coaches. Yeah. Um. We did have some speakers come in and it was kind of cool just to hear their stories and like the history of swimming kind of and who like paved the road before you. So I thought that those stories were really cool and very helpful. And then mostly I just like kind of enjoyed being there with everyone. Like last night, all the girls, we went out to dinner and it was really fun. And we just like, I kind of got to see Austin and I've never been in Texas before. So I thought it was really like, it was like a really, really pretty city so it was kind of just fun being there and like experiencing it with everyone you had never been in texas before no <laughs> we were there on our connecting flight to ncaa's this year but i never set foot on the ground so i don't count that but yeah i mean that i yes that's fair i don't think yeah. that counts but so you you had never you'd never been to a meet at the texas swim center in austin yeah. before that's yeah that, that was my first time in the state <laughs> that's awesome um nice yeah. as a resident of austin that makes me happy to hear that you got to see a little bit of it um but that's so surprising but but cool yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your time at the at the tac and in austin um so backing up even further <clears throat> um stanford seemed like they had a pretty, pretty decent NCAAs. Uh, you guys' relays were, were on fire. I mean, you had some really high finishes. Um, you went best times in your individual events. Uh, overall, how did you feel about those championships? Yeah, um, I was really happy with it. Obviously, I think that I still have a lot more work to get into where I want to be in the future. But I also hit pretty much all of my goals that I set at the beginning of the season. Like, I went 48, I think, in the 100 fly for the first time. Yeah. And that was my goal at the beginning of the season. And then I never expected I would go that fast in the 2IM. So that was, like, a really nice surprise. And, I mean, our relays did pretty well. And, yeah, I mean, I think it was a really good learning experience, just, like, as I've been saying before with pretty much everything. Um. I'm happy with it. I don't know. I kind of also, I feel like I move on pretty fast. Like, I feel like it seems like so long ago, I can barely remember it, which I know it wasn't that long ago. It was like this past winter, but, or not even winter, like January. I don't know. I guess that's winter. Is it in February? I don't know. <laughs> but March. I feel like I move past these things pretty quick. And then I kind of, I feel like a lot of the things that I learned from these meets is kind of like intangible. Like I'm just gaining experience and sometimes they're not really things that you can articulate what you learned 
but you do like take away a lot from the experience. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I know you just said <laughs> they're intangible, but <laughs> can you, can you put words to just takeaways from the season? You know, you, you have oh, now yeah. two seasons as a Cardinal under your belt. Um, you know, can you compare season two, especially to season one and, and how you felt like you were able to move through it differently than you were as a freshman? Mm-hmm. I think that freshman year was just a really big adjustment, especially my fall quarter. I think that I kind of struggled with managing everything. And that was also my hardest course load that I've taken so far. And I just didn't really know what to take as a freshman. And I was like, oh, these classes, they sound good. I'll just take those. And it ended up being very difficult. Um, So I think that juggling classes and also swimming and like being in a new environment with new people for the first time. And just, like, spending time with, like, new friends and meeting everyone, it was a very overwhelming experience, and it was a lot to take in all at once. So I feel like now, my sophomore year, it's kind of, like, I've already have my, like, um, established, like, group of people, and, like, I know how to manage my time better, and I know what classes to take. So I feel like that has really helped me my sophomore year. Um... Yeah, I think it's kind of just learning to manage like the everyday like stresses of life. So um, it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work. But I mean, like you kind of expect that when you come to Stanford, like nothing is going to be easy, but I feel like nothing good is ever easy. So um, yeah, I guess like the main takeaway I have from like freshman to sophomore year is just learning how to manage everything. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, so last thing I just want to, I'm curious about, um, Claire Curzan is also taking that Olympic redshirt year. Um, it seems like you guys, as you said, uh, you think you're going to be living together next year. Um, having a season with her, uh, you know, so far, um, and also just being on so many international teams together and having, uh, a lot of similar events, and mainly relay duties together. Um, how, do, how have you felt like you two have, have grown as a duo or just complement each other on a day-to-day at Stanford um, in training and not just at, at major competitions? Yeah, I mean, I love Claire. And, like, we spend pretty much all our time with the team um, when we do have free time. Um, so it's been really nice getting to know her better this year. And she's just taken in everything so well I mean all the freshmen have it's been so much fun having them here because they bring in so much they brought in so much new energy and like excitement for the team and and I feel like especially since they're such a big class I was really nervous at first just like I was I was scared that the whole like culture might shift or I don't know I'm being dramatic but um, I was just kind of scared because there's so many new people coming in. There were so many people new co- new people coming in. It was like almost half the team. So I just wasn't sure really what to expect. But they like our freshman class is absolutely amazing. They've taken every challenge that we've thrown at them this year. And they're all like really positive. And they're all like a really funny group of girls. And I feel like you just get along so well. And I love Clara and I love that like, when I go on these international trips, I have a buddy. 
So it, it's just so much fun, like being here with her and like getting to know her better. Well, I think you said it all, Tori. Um, I appreciate your insight. I appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to sit down and chat. Um, any parting thoughts before we sign off today? No, not really. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you again for having me. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.